My name is Nikki. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed, Bed Crime, Crime Stories, Stories. weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I was looking at Jovi's socks. They're actually super Hi. cute. Thanks. Are they're they? polka dots. Oh, they're just polka, they're polka dots. They're super cute. Sorry, I didn't mean to be like, they're just polka dots. Like, I was just <gasps> in your socks. Whoa. I'm sorry. They're very cute. Just whoa. They're very cute. Very cute. Oh, man. Beat today. Uh-huh. Super tired. Soup's tired, yo. All right, so. Um, I was like, I, are we going to? Yeah, let's kick shit off. The are way we just going to go right do. in? I guess we'll just jump right on in tonight. Um, we'll kick things off the way that we normally do with some true crime headlines. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I have two, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> like I always do. Uh, the first one is from Spectrum News 9 in Ooh. Tampa Bay. Fancy. Yeah, Florida. And um, this is... Da, 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 da. This was published on October 19th, 2021. So, <clears throat> the family of Maya Marcano, the 19-year-old woman who was, the kidna- who was kidnapped and believed killed at the Arden Villas apartment, has filed a lawsuit against the complex alleging that it should have provided a reasonably safe environment for its residents and guests. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maya lived and worked at the Orlando apartment complex. And on Friday, September 24th, Orange County Sheriff's Office Authority said 27-year-old Armando Caballero, who worked at Arden Villas, used a maintenance key to break into her apartment. Um, it was the last time anyone saw Maya alive, and authorities say that Caballero had made romantic advances towards her in the past, despite her lack of interest in the man. Um, this was the case where they found him, they actually found him deceased prior to them finding her body. She had been missing for a couple of days before she was found. That's fucked. Fucked up. Yeah. Is it so. like one of the newer apartments that they... Um, From the... F- photo it looks like it could be a fairly newer ish apartment okay complex. um because yeah. i feel like the newer ones probably have a little bit better security feature but not if someone has a maintenance well key. you figure he worked he worked there too he was a maintenance oh, guy that. there and she worked at the like front office i think that's when i'm like one of those uh, so actually when i went to salem i bought one of those things that go in the door to lock it so that someone can't mm-hmm. um, oh my god it works so well yeah it was amazing i yeah. felt so safe but you know what's fucked up was we had two doors and i was like this is bullshit so i said guys we gotta figure out what door we want yeah to be the safe door (laughs) exactly which door are we gonna get raped through and which one are we not gonna get but what i said well what are we putting this on and what what one are we putting chairs and stuff in front of there you go that's what we did there you go you know pile the furniture in front of bunch of murderinos on vacation together for real so yeah, that's sad though. That's a really sad story. Yeah. I just—it's just so sad. Like I said, like this girl, she was just trying to work, and this guy kept advancing, advancing, advancing. She said no, 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 and he took it upon himself to to be fucking nineteen, man. Nineteen years old, she is. Yeah, it's awful, absolutely awful. All right, so my next true crime headline um, is from three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, October 20th, 2021. This is breaking news tonight, which I'm sure by the time this is published, we're going to know probably all of the information about this. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I felt like it was necessary to talk about it because it's like hot topic. We keep talking about it. We keep talking about it. Yeah. So this was from Fox 13 Tampa Bay, another local, um, possible human remains found in search for Brian Laundrie at Northport Preserve. 
So, the search for Brian Laundrie heated back up Wednesday after the fugitive's parents arrived at the swampy Northport Preserve. Who wrote this? Steven Spielberg? Or what's his name? <laughs> what's that guy's name? Stephen King? It's the swampy Northport Preserve. Like, it's so, like... Ominous. Yeah, like it's very visual. All right, so the search for the Brian Laundry heated back up on Wednesday after the fugitive's parents arrived at the swampy Northport Preserve, where their attorney says, quote, some articles belonging to Brian were found. Bum, bum, bum. Fox News now reports human remains may also have been found. The readback is my favorite. Uh-huh. So so the Laundries claim their son went to the Micahatchee. Wow. Okay. Creek. That's correct. Meet Creek Environmental Park on September 13th, the last day he was seen. Law enforcement has spent weeks searching the swampy park and the neighboring 25,000 acre preserve, but there has been no reported sign of Brian. Um, he has been named a person of interest in the disappearance and subsequent homicide of his fiance, Gabby Petito. As we know, um, the FBI later issued a warrant for his arrest on charges related to his alleged unauthorized use of her bank card. Um, so yeah, so basically from what, okay, so this is where they tell like really what happens. I think it's important for us to like tell the story. So after days of intense searching, things at the preserve had quieted down and the park even reopened to the public, but officers closed it off again Wednesday while the laundries were there. Fox News reports that the couple left their Northport home just before 7.15 a.m., arrived at the park where two men in hiking gear, including at least one who later identified himself as law enforcement, began trailing behind them. The laundries appeared to discuss a discovery before they left the park, which was then closed to the media and the public. So after all of these weeks, after over a month of searching this park... And the areas that were known to be traversed by Brian Laundrie, his parents show up and like a half hour later, they find shit. LOL, 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 okay. uh, So apparently, and apparently, you know that video? That Jovi, Jovi, can you, can you Google how big Mayaka State Park is? Because that's where it is. It's- Mayaka State Park is where, uh, no, Mayaka Hatchie. Okay. Um, State Creek Environmental Park, but they're also then like the greater. It's part like it's, it's a part, part of, of the reserve. Yeah, because I just want to like see how big this damn preserve is, and then they just walk in in thirty minutes after mm-hmm. everybody's been looking for a fucking month. So uh, they confirmed personal items, a backpack, and a notebook. And human remains. There was a uh, press conference at 4.30 today from the FBI, and that is what they've confirmed. They obviously can't identify, they can't say what the remains are or, you know, it, whether or not they... Maybe it's Voldemort's nose. It's Voldemort's nose. I got your nose. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the... Mayakahatchee. Thank you. Um, do you. That particular park is on 160 acres of heavily wooded land north of I-95 and connects to the Carlton Preserve. So with the Carlton Preserve, however big that is, that's a, a large... Oh, that's a huge swath 160 of land. Squ- acres. That's huge. That's alone to walk in and be like, oh, I found my son's notebook. Like, exactly. Bitch. Well, they said that it was an area where he normally, he was known to go. And then also something that I had heard was that up until very recently, the area where they found the stuff had been underwater. I want to throw a fist. It's just, it's so frustrating. The whole situation is so frustrating. And you know, what's really funny is like, by the time you guys are hearing this, there's probably answers. Yeah. And we're sitting here like, come on, what does it all mean? You know? And you guys. What does it mean? (laughs) Exactly. You guys know what it all means. And we're just sitting here very confused. So 
Please forgive a month ago, Charlie, Nikki, and Jovi for being upset about this when you guys probably already know the answers. See, now, here's but. the thing. Depending on what trail they found that on, like, there is the creek or whatever. It, it hasn't rained in how long there's... Well, okay, so I have... One of my very good friends lives in Northport less than... Or just over a mile away from where they found this situation oh, okay. and she said literally up until like two days ago her front lawn was still had like she was had water on her front lawn oh, wow. yeah okay. so I, I don't know if it had been raining down there wow. or what the deal is but yeah southern florida man crazy and yeah they had like the tent out there and they had closed off the um airspace around the preserve so people couldn't fly over and i guess catch a glimpse of what was i fucking down i below. hate this all i hate it all i hate it all too burn it all down yep I hate it here. I but hate yeah. it here. So uh, that's the latest from the Laundry Saga. I don't know why when I think of Petito, I always have that Potato song stuck in my head. You say Petito, I say Potato. The, You know what the oh. Potato song I'm talking about from TikTok, right? No. It's like, Potato, oh, Potatoes. No? No. Oh my God, that's my jam. No. No. It's like this little old woman screaming Potatoes. I mean, it's like a little kid song, but mm. it's fucking cute. Yeah. Okay. I'll play for y'all later. <laughs> um, but yeah. weird. So those are tonight's true crime headlines. Good that's job. The, that's the sitch around these parts. That's what's going on this week in true crime. Headlines. Over to you, Nikki. Thanks. You're welcome. I liked that. That was like a like a school. Like, Did you like that? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. No, this morning's announcements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This week for lunch, the sides are going to be... Mashed potatoes. I was going to say mashed potatoes, too. <laughs> Tater tots. Uh, all right, y'all. Uh, all right, Nikki, take us away so, from the story. On the note of TikTok, this kept popping up on my TikTok, and when I looked into it, it actually happened in uh, Danvers, mm. Massachusetts, which is Salem, the original Salem Village. Mm. So it's right next to Salem. So I was like, how appropriate... It goes with my theming, because you all know how I like theming. But I am doing the murder of Colleen uh, Ritzer. Okay. So my sources for today are Boston Globe, CNN, Court Junkie, CurrentObituary.com, NTHFMemorial.com, The Salem News, and WCVB. Okay. Yeah. So a lot. <laughs> a lot. Even though a I have all, Even though I have all those sources... It's going to be a short story this week, y'all. All right. So, uh, Colleen Ritzer was born on May 13th, 1989. Uh, she adored spending time with her family. She... Two days after Jovi's birthday. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Not the same year. I mean, because she's old as fuck. I am old as No. Fuck. <laughs> That's six years um... after Jovi was born. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy... Late Very birthday. Late. Very late. I know. I was trying to think. I was like, I feel like we're in the middle. Are of- we at that point yet where I guess it's early, huh? I'm- well, no, I guess it's late. No, it's late. It's late. Yeah. It's late. Happy late birthday. I mean, that's January. It could be kind of in the middle. Oh, yeah. Because. Well, yeah, because by the time this airs, it'll be November. Yeah. And that's exactly six months. Uh, yeah. A good. Okay. Egads. I feel that way now that I'm in my 30s. I don't oh. get as excited anymore. Oh. Time flies, man. 
I know. Oh, talk to us when you're closer to 40. Yeah. Then come Sorry. crying. Then, 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 really, then about I don't really come crying. Um, so Colleen adored spending time with her family. She loved attending family gatherings and parties, no matter the location, as long as it meant spending as much time with family as possible. Hmm. She was always thinking of others first. Cute. The love of her family and friends led to her organizing a family team named Footsteps for Beb in memory of her grandmother. Aww. Yeah, she's very sweet. Colleen knew she wanted to be a teacher from a very young age and worked diligently to achieve her goal. Colleen uh, graduated from Assumption College in tw- uh, 2011. There, she was a math major, psychology minor with a concentration in secondary education. Mm, that's what I would have done. I yeah. would have done like the older kids, yeah. Yeah. So Colleen was a math teacher at Danvers High School. Even though it was her profession, teaching was one of her favorite hobbies and her passion. Mm. She spent countless hours um, finding unique and creative ways to inspire and teach her spoon, uh, students. I almost said students. Students? <laughs> I almost said students. Students? This is why I fucking hate public speaking. Students. <laughs> students. Mm-hmm. And teach her students whom she loved. She maintained active social media accounts to interact with her students and offer help and guidance on tricky topics. That's cute. Which I thought was fucking awesome. That's Yeah. Yeah. Using Um, the technology that the children's are using in order to stay in contact with them. So, at this time, she was pursuing a graduate degree at Salem State College. As a dedicated teacher, Colleen wanted to work with and help children with special needs. Mm. She believed children have much to offer and often do not realize how special they are as individuals. In her application to Salem State, she said she was dedicated to helping students in times of need. Sweet. Yeah. Um, So much like Whitney Houston, she too believed that children are our future. And that if you teach them well and let them see the way... (laughs) Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Yeah. Give them a sense of pride. There's something else that I was going to say along with this. Oh. Sorry. (laughs) No, 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 you're fine. Uh, So the one thing that I guess with their school um, was that they almost got off early, like the Mm -hmm. students did, Mm -hmm. but if there were things that they needed help with, the the teachers were there to stay later to basically... I thought that was a great idea. I love that. We never did that at my school. No. And I was like, that would have been fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But it kind of sets up what happened this day because school had already ended. They were kind of doing their extra period. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to say that if this is the story that I think it is, um, I'm already upset because I think I know what story this is. I still don't. It's fun. it's uh it's really sad. Yeah. If it's what I think it is, I'm already sad. Yeah. Um. So we know a lot about the events in the school due to CCTV. So um on October twenty second, twenty thirteen. It's two days from now. Oh shit! It's two days from when we're recording. I didn't even Ooh. think. I didn't even think about that. Look at that. Oh. That's kind of crazy. Twenty thirteen. So what is that? I don't know that math. That's, That's eight years, years ago. Oh my god. I don't know that <laughs> <Kate>. <laughs> Math. It's hard. Math is hard. So, um uh around two twenty eight to two thirty two, Colleen and another teacher are observed talking in the hallway on um on the second floor. Mm-hmm. At two fifty four PM, Colleen can be seen on video leaving her classroom and walking towards a women's restroom. At that same time, um a student by the name of Philip can be seen walking out of the classroom into the hallway and then walking back into the classroom. 
Philip then walks out of the classroom and walks down the hallway with a hood over his head. At 2.55 p.m., wearing a hood and gloves, Philip enters the second floor bathroom, as uh, the same bathroom that Colleen's in. Um, at 3.06, it says a female student enters and then quickly exits the bathroom. So they, they basically had said that this student didn't know what was going... They, they thought someone was, like, getting dressed, so they didn't know what was, like... They thought gotcha. that they walked in on someone getting dressed. Gotcha. And then that's why they were like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Um, so at 3.07, uh, Philip exits the bathroom with a hood over his head. At 3.08, he is seen walking down the hallway... Um, he walks down the stairs and exits to the student parking lot sidewalk. Um, at 3.09, he enters the building wearing a white t-shirt, jeans, and gray sneakers. Um, at 3.10, he climbs the steps to the second floor and then walks back into the classroom. Like, this is all, like, play-by-play yeah. play of... Yeah, minute-to-minute, minute, minute to what minute. he's doing. Yeah. yeah. At 3.11, he exits the classroom with a red-hooded sweatshirt over his head. He is now carrying a gray slash yellow backpack, a black bag, and a purple bag. At 3.14, he is seen on camera pulling a green recycling bin towards the bathroom. At 3.16, he enters the bathroom with the recycling bin. Now, mind you, Colleen is only 24, mm-hmm. so she was a really young teacher. Mm-hmm. Which it honestly makes me think of my, my cousin, because my cousin is a... It's her first year teaching, but she's also teaching, like elementary school mm-hmm, teacher mm-hmm. or kids so i'm like those are the kids i'd want to teach my too, many, too many boogers and throwing up mm-hmm. and peeing oh and i don't want to open gogurt packages and get it all over me <laughs> oh oddly my, specific. okay no oddly specific. okay so let's cut right here i mean not cut as far as like <laughs> let me take a break real quick because it's yeah um so i've watched this teacher and he was an elementary school teacher and he was talking about he was rating his least favorite um greg yes i love him but the one that i will never unforget is the one because i i eat fruit cups every day right now it's the fruit cups because he's like why does it have to constantly and every time i open it no no matter how careful i am all this juice comes out on me, and I'm like, why? Why is this that's, necessary? That's actually what, what I was quoting was the girl right. thing, because he brought that up. But it's true. Like, why? Why? No, why? I'll, I'll, I'll teach high school kids, and I'll yeah. deal with their bullshit. Yeah. Um, I'd much rather deal with, like, hormones and kids fighting in the yeah. hallway than snot noses and vomiting. Yeah. And Dude, I just and love little pants. kids yep. that say... Like the damnedest thing. Like they say, they just say things. I don't have like the patience to be cutesy with kids. Like I'm not that per. I'm not the person who can like sit there and have a conversation with your child because I'll talk to them like I'm talking to you guys. Yeah. Like, I'm like, so how was school today? What's uh? What's up? What's good? You, you working yet? Like you making money? Like what's going on? <laughs> See, but here's my thing. I think you should talk to kids. You well, should. As adults. I will tell you. Yes. Agreed. It, to them, it, it like I feel like they feel more inclined to be like, "What are you doing?" Right. No. So talk to them like normal kids. No, I only kids. talk to be like I do the baby talk to my dogs. I would mm-hmm. never do it to a child. Right. So right. I will tell you, I have a very good friend who I do believe listens Actually, to the podcast. Actually, I do. I do do it to babies. To uh, baby no, babies. No. I have a friend who listens to the podcast. She has four kids, and I've never treated her kids like kids. Like never ever. I talk to them like adults. Like I'm like. So <laughs> I just I just can't. And she's always like, that's why they like you. Because you don't talk down to them. You don't talk to them like they're kids. Yeah. I'm like, I mean I guess they dig it, but they like to me I'm just you. like what's up? What's going on? 
all right, we're done. Like, I have nothing in common with you. <laughs> even though I have, like, weirdly a lot of stuff in common with her one daughter. But it's okay. She's, I, um, she's a mini-me. My, my good friend, uh, his daughter is three. And I don't like kids, but I absolutely adore her. Um, he had, both of them had come over yesterday. Because they, they're giving us one of their old TV stands because they just moved. They had no use for it. We're like, mm-hmm. shit, we'll take it. Um, so he brought her over to say hi or whatever. Um, I picked her up, said hello, and she was like, do you have a chocolate bar? I'm like, I don't. She goes, oh, that stinks. And I'm like, it does, doesn't it? And she was like, your dog, he's barking at me a lot. I'm like, he sure is. Like, neither one of us were like, like, I wasn't going, yeah, he sure is. No. He's a barky barker. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, he's probably going to keep barking until, you know, you guys leave because he likes to try to be scary and he's not. So, like, I... I don't understand how people could constantly talk to kids with that voice. Treat them like you're talking to a normal... Like, right, yeah. and then you're going to help them develop their vocabulary. Right. And... Exactly. Because they yeah. learn by example. They learn by watching and listening to yeah. you. So if you're I going... learned it from watching you! <laughs> <laughs> so, if you... Just, just talk... Guys, listening, if you guys are listening. Take parenting advice from the three people in this room who don't have kids. Talk to your kids like adults. (laughs) It works for us. Look how we're working out with our children that we have. Our many, many children we have. Look, we have fur babies. And they're very normal. And they have... No. About that. But anyway... All of mine have issues. Long story short, it's okay to talk to kids like normal human beings. They can understand you even when you're not talking to them like babies. I promise. Preach. All right, now back to our uh, now back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> program. That, now back to our regularly scheduled. I mean, no, it, I mean it helped break up the the roughness yeah, that we're what's, what we're about to because I think talk about, yeah. I think Charlie realized and I think you realized and I think we we're all like I'm not ready to go there yet. No. So at three twenty two p.m., um, Philip exits the bathroom, pulling the recycling bin. At 3.23 p.m. to 3.32 p.m., um, he's seen exiting the school and draggling, uh, draggling, dragging the recycling bin toward a wooded area behind the dumpsters that sit behind the school. Mm. At this time, he was wearing a ski mask. Now, there's, there's pe- other people. It's a lot of costume changes. It is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Weird. Uh, so, at this time, there's, like, a guy on his cell phone as he's, like, walking by and, like, He's walking his dog at the same time. So it's like people were there, but I don't think people were like, they weren't aware right, of. Right, right. Everybody was kind of like lost in their own. In their thing own thing, yeah. yeah. At 4 p.m., so about 30 minutes later, he is uh, now barefoot and re enters the school building. Um, at 4.01, he can be seen walking towards his locker. At 4.04, he is wearing a black t shirt, glasses, a Nike backpack on his back. Um, and he's carrying jeans. Why so? Do we go into why so many outfit changes? No, but I mean, one it's can assume. Master of disguises. I mean, apparently. Sorry, I just I had to know if that was like, no, 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 no. You're fine. Something. No <laughs> foreshadowing. Uh, so or the closet that he maintains at the high school. Legit. Yeah, I'm like, and like, a lot where of is he clothes. keeping all these? I guess between his locker, his car, his well, I mean, backpack. He's, he's, he's so he's 14. Oh, so no car. There's no car. So weird. So locker, his backpack, backpack. his bags. So um, weird. That is weird. So at 4.05, he enters the upstairs bathroom. A minute later, he leaves the bathroom and exits the school building. At 4.28, uh, 
His phone last pings by the Hollywood Hits movie theater. According to the affidavit, uh, he purchases a ticket and then leaves afterwards. Philip later... To what? Hmm? Does it say to what? To oh, what to movie? the... To what movie? It said the movie, but I... Uh, be honest, I don't know. Okay. I'm just curious. It's it just... not important. It's literally oh, okay. I know. I know. I'm you... just super curious. <laughs> I get curious about the It wasn't shit. anything like that stuck out like, to me. Yeah. Slasher movie. Yeah. No. 2015. Uh, so it says, uh, Philip later directs police to this location where they find two smashed cell phones, one of them belonging to Colleen. Mm. So at 6.34 p.m., Philip's mom calls police to report him missing after he doesn't come home from school. She then goes to the police station to fill out a missing persons report. Mm. At the, about, like, I th- think it's probably about the same time, Colleen's parents also Notice that she's not home from school. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, because she still lived at home. Mm-hmm. And she, like, was very close with her family. So, yeah. yes. they knew something was What was her not, schedule? We would have yeah. heard from her net by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to say I'm 32 and I don't live at home. But my mom, I still call her quite often. Mm-hmm. So, especially on my drive home. Mm. Um, so, at 9 p.m., Danvers High School principal, please forgive me in pronouncing this name. Sue Ambrosovic. Sure. Sends mass email to the school facility, uh, faculty and staff informing them that Philip uh, Chrism was missing. She then gets a call from another teacher who informs her Colleen is also missing and that she is concerned because Colleen's last class is with Philip. So I think a lot of different things kind of went through people's minds at this time because, yeah. you know, are they together right, or right. Did something happened to either of that? Like, a lot of yes. different things were running through. Yeah. So October 23rd at 12:30 a.m., police receive a call that a pedestrian is walking down the street. He is identified as Philip Chrism, uh, the boy who had been reported missing. The responding officer frisks him and discovers a bloodied box cutter on him. When he asks where the blood on the box cutter is from, Philip replies, "The girl." Police also found credit cards, driver's license, and a pair of women's underwear. Oh, shit. Dang. He didn't even try to lie and say it was, like, an animal or something. He was just like, I would girl. like to say, though, like, of all of your costume changes, you didn't think to get rid of the bloody box cutter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems like trophy keeping to me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in the early ou- uh, morning <clears throat> hours, um, Amber, I swear to God, it's the probably principal. the principal. And police search the school and discover Colleen's car still in the parking lot. But her personal belongings missing from her classroom. Shortly before 3 a.m., Colleen's body is found in the woods near the school. So police believe Colleen was killed in the second floor uh, women's bathroom where they found red slash brown stains consistent with blood. On the surveillance video, officers reported they they could also see what looks like blood on Philip's pants as he leaves the women's bathroom. Colleen's body was found outside in the wooded area, covered with leaves and debris in an apparent attempt to conceal it. Mm. Her body had been staged in a sexual position, her throat was slit, and she had been se- uh, sexually assaulted with a stick. Bloody gloves in a handwritten note that said, I hate you all, was found by her body. Oh, God. So you have this person that, like, everybody loves, and you have this asshole kid. 14 though i know 14 that's i know that's scary i will tell you like of all the things that totally i mean a lot of things that we talk about totally bother me (laughs) obviously like i'm not like everything's great except for this like no that's not true but the 
sexual assault with a foreign object totally like that just fucks me up yeah yeah because it's it's so grossly abusive mm-hmm. and hateful mm-hmm. Oof. all right go ahead continue um so basically police interviewed philip's mother the morning after colleen's death she told officers that she and her three children lived in a basement apartment at her aunt's house she and her husband had been going through a stressful divorce and had moved uh, to the area from Tennessee. Police then interviewed one of Philip's classmates, who said she was with Philip and Colleen in the classroom after um, after class had ended on the night of the murder. Both she and Philip were doing um, extra work with Col- uh, Colleen. While they were working, she said Philip and Colleen got into a conversation about Tennessee, which made Philip visibly upset. Mm. When Colleen noticed that Philip was getting upset, she changed the topic. The student told police she also observed uh, Philip talking to himself. Mm. So police uh, say they believe this crime was premeditated, given the fact that Philip had a box cutter, a ski mask, gloves, and extra changes of clothes with him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't think I know if I would have put that together. Because, of course, your first thought is, okay, she must... If she had said something about Tennessee, he got upset, he snapped... That makes sense, but it do- if he had all of that on him, he was just waiting for the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. So while he was awaiting trial, he attacked again at Dorchester uh, Department of Youth Services facility. Jeez. At some, uh, at some point, a 29-year-old female victim who Philip had known for several months walked down the hallway and entered a bathroom inside a staff locker room. He was confident the other staffer was distracted and kicked off his sandals um, before moving towards the hallway in a crouch that kept him out of the staffer's view. He had a pencil in his hand and opened um, opened the bathroom or opened the door to the locker room. When the female came out of the bathroom, Philip stared at her from a foot away. He placed both of his hands around her neck and began to choke her while pushing her back against the cinder block wall in the bathroom. The victim was unable to scream because Philip's uh, hands tightly gripped her throat. When she managed to get um, his right hand away from her neck, Philip punched her in the face, head and jaw. She screamed as other staffers rushed to help her and restrain him. Um, The victim suffered bruises to her face, jaw and head, along with a scratch on her back consistent with the tear in her shirt that appeared to be from the pencil uh, Philip carried. Yeah. He was charged with attempted murder by strangulation, assault with an intent to murder, kidnapping, and two counts of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, a a pencil in the center block wall. So I try to find what the outcome of that was, but I couldn't find anything online in regards to it. Because I was kind of like interested to see how. So this happened before his case. So it actually kind of like pissed me off how the case ended. So, as for Colleen's case, on February 26, 2016, Philip had been uh, indicted by a grand jury on charges of first-degree murder, aggravated rape, and armed robbery. On the first-degree murder conviction, Salem Supreme Court Judge David uh, Lowey sentenced Philip to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 25 years. He received 40 years concurrent sentences on rape and robbery charges. The tree of the sentences handed down means Philip must serve at least 40 years in prison, and he received 857 days credit for the time he had already served, which was two years and like a third. So the Ritzer family called the sentences unacceptable Mm -hmm. and said laws must be changed. Mm -hmm. We are devastated and feel betrayed with uh, Judge 
Lowley's inability to give three consecutive life sentences without the uh, eligibility of parole to the individual that took Colleen's life in such a horrific manner. Mm -hmm. The family said in a statement issued after the verdict was handed down. We are disgusted and personally offended with the defense's repulsive recommendation that Colleen's killer be parole eligible within 15 years, therefore putting him back into society at age 29 to kill again. Jesus fucking Christ. The defense's legal maneuver is despicable and uh, demonstrates utmost disrespect to our daughter and sister Colleen's life. Mm -hmm. Evil cannot be rehabilitated, the family said. And I fucking agree with them. Yes. Like, it was not only premeditated, it was, he was calculated. It's not like he did it and then panicked of like, oh my God, what did I do? Like, no, no, no. He was calculated. You you saw the videos, right? You've seen? I have, yes. Okay. I have seen the video. You you haven't seen them on your, they haven't come up on your TikTok? No. No. I've seen them. When everything first went down, when everything first happened, I remember seeing the CCTV footage of that. It's fucking crazy. Just like watching the, it's almost like still by stills of them like. Yeah. It was meticulous. It was calculated. And the fact that they're, yeah, it's awful. That's absolutely awful. That's so upsetting. He went to the movies. No, he didn't go to the movies. Well, he well, he bought the ticket. He and bought then the immediately ticket and left. Oh, like left. Okay, okay. Like it was. That, as that if was he, he was creating himself an alibi. He so was. was like he knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. And he that's premeditated the murder. Crazy that a fourteen-year-old could literally put like all these different things into together. Like, yeah. Like what the fuck? Like it just it kind of like when I like I mean it's it's very much a cut and dry kind of story. That's yes. why I was like it's not gonna be a long one. But it's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And like all Colleen wanted to do. Help people. Was, and help these kids. Yeah. Like she wanted to help students. And I mean, that's why she took the, what the psychology degree. Mm-hmm. So that she was able to better help students. And then for something like this to happen to her. It's awful. It's fucked. It is fucked. Fucked. And then the fact that like that whole thing happened as far as when he was waiting trial and then at their trial, they're going to basically be like. Just a smack on the hand. It's like literally to be out by 29, he's already. That was 2013, eight years plus four. 14? That's thir- 22. So, I mean, he's got what, seven years? So he's eligible for parole? Are you kidding? <sighs> they better not approve parole for him. That's disgusting. But her family but did say. But the fact say, that there's even a chance for him to get parole is disgusting. Yeah. After assaulting, well, killing someone. Mm hmm. For no fucking and then on reason. Top of it, and then assaulting, assaulting somebody else. Yeah. Someone else. I mean, obviously there's something not. And that's what his defense tried saying was that there was something off. So. Okay. I, <laughs> here's my problem with that defense. Because. Everybody tries to use it? Well, no, no, no. And nobody is saying that there isn't something off. Obviously to do something like that, there's something not connecting. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you look at how it happened, how he planned it, how he went through with it, and then what he did afterward, he knew full well what he was doing was wrong. And it was mm-hmm. something that he had to hide. If it, if he didn't think it was something he had to hide, he would have left her body in the, in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. He would have just went home. Mm-hmm. He, it, there would have been no way that he was trying to cover up. He wouldn't have covered her body with leaves and debris. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have done the things that he did afterward if he didn't have the mental capacity to know that what he did was wrong. So Mm -hmm. nobody is saying that he's not, that there's not something 
firing on all cylinders because doy. But as far as like the, in, I'm using air quotes, the insanity plea, yeah. like pleading insanity, that's bullshit because he obviously very well knew 100% what he was doing was wrong. Yeah. That makes me mad. Yeah. It made me mad too. It made us all mad. Sorry. We're I'm really, mad. Really good at making y'all pissed. You guys, you are. You bring the anger to this room. I have to bring the humor. I feel like we laugh a lot more during mine. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to get sage so I can smudge this room after you guys leave. I got some at home. You want me to bring some? I need to. I'm going to go to the. I will. I'm going to go to the spice cabinet and just start <laughs> spreading sage on the ground. Okay, I got Is that it. how that works? I got like three little sticks at home. I could bring you one. There you go stage the room. I'm gonna get the, get the bad juju out of this room before I start doing anything else in here. Man, oh man. What else are you doing in here? Working. Oh. It's my office. My home office. I was like, I was like, <laughs> the way that you made it sound was that like you were doing something else. I was like, what no. else is happening? Working. My job. My job. My job. Oh man. Well, All right. Guys, thank you. That was a really awfully great story. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Rest um, in peace, Colleen. <sighs> fucking for real man that's so sad that is so sad well our listeners who we love so so much thank you so much for listening um we appreciate every single one of you guys and thank your support. you for being a friend travel down the road back, back, um <laughs> thank you so much for being supportive and listening to our episodes and telling your friends and spreading the good word we appreciate it Spreading the good word. Spreading like the we're good word. Jesus. Like we're like we're Jesus. <laughs> not really close. No, much not at all. At all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, I was thinking about spreading the good word again. Um, <laughs> what do I usually say? Oh yeah, social media. So Instagram, Twitter at Bed Crime Stories. You can email us bedcrimestoriespod at gmail Send us story suggestions. Send us a hey. I don't know. Just say hi we appreciate it we love hearing from you guys um wherever you're listening to this right now rate review subscribe like stars uh tell a friend as i said spread the good word um and uh yeah i guess that's it so uh thank you guys so much for listening please be kind to one another because the world sucks and we love you all we will see you next week but until then sweet sweet dreams. dreams Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.